Hello, and welcome back to the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm so glad you're tuning in, everyone. If you're new here, this is a show all about self-care and self-discovery. I'm a longtime yoga teacher. I'm a huge astrology enthusiast and a certified health and wellness coach, and I just love bringing realistic wellness ideas to your ears each week. And of course, just a little astrological influence. We have kind of a big event happening, literally right as this is airing, friends, in the skies at the moment. So November 17th, 2023, a Mars Kazemi is happening in Scorpio. And you're like, what the heck? What is a Kazemi? I love that word, Kazemi. <laughs> you heard me use this term in the past. A Kazemi is when a planet comes into an exact conjunction or like together with the sun. And you hear about Mercury Kazemis quite a bit, even Venus Kazemis, but Mars is actually kind of rare. It only happens about every two years. And now Mars is the planet of motivation, of fire, of action. And when I talk about Mars as it relates to like your wellness routines, your health, it can be a few things. It can be one, your motivation, like what gets you to actually do do those routines, do those things that you set out to do, do the self-care that you want to do. How do you do that? And then two, it can also be a great indication of your triggers. Like what kind of derails you? What makes you feel really frustrated? What lights a fire under your butt in order to actually take action? So when Mars is hanging out with the sun, we really think of this as like a a starting of something new. There's that motivation. The sun brings extra energy in. And because it's in the sign of Scorpio, it's something new, starting something new that can be potentially very transformative. Scorpio is our sign of transformation. And there's a boldness to Mars, right? There's like this willingness to get a little spicy, to take risks. Think of this as the start is something kind of crazy, but like good crazy, right? Something that's going to set, you know, action into motion, something that's potentially, you know, related to your transformation or transformation of something, you know, a project, a job, something that you've been wanting to start now is a really great time. And, you know, with Kazemis, it's important to pay attention, right? It's important to listen. I like to think of these as like an influx of information. I use the word pings. That's a to be magnetic term, ping. So like information that comes in and those little intuitive hits that, you know, that like lead you closer to your desired path. They don't always make sense. That information doesn't always make sense when it comes in. But when you listen and you act on those pings, those little informations, you can see that it leads you further down your path. And eventually it all kind of makes sense. Like, oh yeah, that's what I was doing here. That's why I landed here because I took this action. So listen up, my friends. It's going to be kind of a fun couple years. This is the start of another two-year process. But if you feel you're noticing that excitement, um, that transformative energy, that extra fire right now, boldness, you're, you're tapping into the Mars Kazemi in Scorpio. Okay, my friends, let's get to our awesome guest today, Kate Ascuri, a realistic health wellness extraordinaire. She's a registered nurse with her doctorate and a private health coach. And she's on Yoga Magic sharing 
just a couple ways that you can make the most bang for your buck with your health and wellness routines. I admittedly really love Kate. I love her content. I love the way she relays information. I love her positive and real representation of motherhood. And we talk about that, about you know what she's putting out into the world, this joyful motherhood, which I really love to receive as a mother, but also like to put out myself. And how sometimes that's you know not for everybody. And I think that's okay, right? Being real on social media is all we can do. But what is for everyone are her really simple tips on optimal health and wellness. We love to overcomplicate things here in our society. And the things that make the world of difference are really those simple daily routines that we can do right away. They're not easy, but they are doable with some forethought and some planning. And I really love this combo. I hope you do too. We also talked about her favorite go-to lunch recipes. What is a typical day in the life for her? Some health and wellness claims that we can be really weary of. And of course, what she's currently reading. If you want to learn more about Kate, you want to subscribe to her Substack. She's offering Yoga Magic listeners a discount to subscribe. You can get 20% off by visiting kateescurrysubstack.com slash pod. So check that out in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, friends, please, please share it with someone that might benefit from all the great tips. This is a free resource that I hope really makes it to the ears of the right people. So thank you for sharing it. I'm so glad you're here. You can follow me along at ashley.sondergaard and be sure to tune in each Thursday for more health and wellness ideas, self-care, astrology, all the good stuff. Let's get to our conversation with Kate Escurry. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. How is your morning so far going? <laughs> it's going really well. Um, my husband works 12-hour shifts at a hospital, and so he'll be mm-hmm. like on for like a week straight and then off for a week straight. And so right now, he's on his off stage. So we've had a really nice morning where my son slept in, so we're both kind of rested. And now... <laughs> uh, Adam is with Miles, so I get to just sit with you uninterrupted, and I'm really excited. Oh, that's nice. That makes it, I'm sure, like a lot of intensity and then kind of relaxation, like big variations for sure. Yeah, there's a ton of variation. Like I feel, I know we might talk about this today, but like a classic day in my life looks so different week to week just based on like the rhythms of our family and what um, Adam shifts are and what's going on for me for work. But it is one of those things where, you know, the weeks where there's this open space, it's so beautiful. And then like next week will be a grind and that's life. There's rhythms to it. But yeah, right now I am in the blissful week off with him having to like, you know, be home and um, then we can split parenting duties. So it's just really nice to sit with you today. Yeah, thank you. I before I let you tell the world who you are, I just have to admit I we've had babies around the same time. I had my third daughter the time around the time you had Miles, and I am always seeking out mamas on social media that are honest, but they're they're joyful about motherhood. And honestly, you're you pop to the top of the list because you have fun as a mom. And I I just really appreciate that. So I wanted to tell you that top of the hour, like it's so nice to see other moms enjoying this because it's fun. <laughs> it is. It's interesting because I agree 100% and I genuinely love being a mom. And mm-hmm. some days are long. And like both of those things are true. But I feel like on social media in particular, like I've got more like pushback from sharing that joyful side of motherhood than mm-hmm, I ever had mm-hmm. before kids. 
um, because people are like, it's unrealistic or like the days are long. I'm like, I'm not saying they're not long, but I'm also like genuinely enjoying this stage of my life and being a mom and I have fun with my kid. And some days I'm like, oh my God, when is bedtime? Both of those things are true, but I feel like unless you're sharing like the, oh, motherhood is a grind and da 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 It's like people – and again, that is true sometimes. Um, and I do try to share those moments. But like most of the time, I love being a mom and I have fun being a mom. And you saying that means a lot. And it's, it's interesting because I'll get so many DMs, like not necessarily comments, but DMs that are like, I just want to say how much I appreciate you being positive about motherhood. I feel the same way, but I feel like I can't share that with my friends because it feels mm-hmm. like bragging or whatever. And it's like, it's become, I'm so glad the challenges of motherhood are talked about more openly now because they're real and they're valid and not everyone has a great experience. And like, I do have a unique setup where, like I just said, my husband is off this week. So we are splitting parenting duties. Like that's unique. But then like next week when he's working 12 hour shifts and he's literally gone from the moment Miles wakes up to the Miles goes to bed, I'm in the thick of it too. And I'm also trying, Mm -hmm. I'm a working mom as well. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, those weeks are long, but like, I love being a mom. Um, And Mm -hmm. so I have had to kind of stay to me being authentic is sharing that journey. Um, And so it just means a lot when I get comments like that from you or others where I'm like, okay, you know, people want positive voices on motherhood. It might rub some people the wrong way, but I'm not going to not share that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate it so much. And I think having people like you showing us what's possible and showing us that like it is really positive, it's really joyful, and it can be really easeful. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's hard at times, but like it can be easeful. I think that's helping some of the younger generations who are being told that motherhood is so hard that you like, oh, scaring them away. And we don't, we don't need that. Like that was me when I was young. I was so afraid. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the best. I love Mm -hmm. it. So tell listeners who you are, like some of the work that you do, anything that you want to share with with the audience. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm honored to be here. Um, My name is Kate. I am a registered nurse by trade. And then I went back and got my doctorate degree specialized in integrative health. Um, So I feel like I'm kind of in the gray area with medicine. Like I love crunchy, natural, holistic remedies. And I also very much respect and understand modern medicine. So my whole career has kind of just been about that sweet spot. Like I love, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at randomized control trials and finding the evidence on something, but I like looking at the evidence of say vitamin D or, um, you know, like Reiki or massage, like these modalities do have evidence behind them. Um, but so often they're just kind of cast aside as like, Oh, well that won't make a difference. But so many natural remedies are so powerful. Um, and Mm -hmm. so for me, you know, I have this career and I guess more personal mindset where if I have a health, um, concern, I'm always going to kind of start with the natural remedy and then, you know, try another natural remedy, another natural remedy. And if that doesn't work, I will happily take a medication. I will, you know, do a more modern medicine thing. I'm not all one way or the other. I just like to start more natural. And so I started sharing that kind of attitude online almost five years ago, which is crazy. Um, And I started sharing it on a blog and my Instagram. And then with time, um, it has evolved into a Substack um, subscription where I just show up one to two times a week with 
realistic um, health advice and kind of that sweet spot on um, holistic yet evidence-backed approaches to health. Um, and then I also teach um, at a university. So I teach online part-time um, just to kind of utilize my doctorate in that way. And that blend feels really nice to me where it's like, I do have my own business, but I also have a quote unquote real job. And I like doing both of those things. So that's kind of a little bit more about just me and my career. Um, but I just feel very at home and aligned in what I'm doing, which I'm thankful to say because I definitely did not always feel that way um, yeah. as a nurse. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's that's so. I didn't realize that you were teaching too. That's so cool. So then do you take – because I know you're a health coach as well. Did you do your health at Mayo? I think I remember seeing. Do you do clients in that way? Yes. So that's something I'm kind of, you know, peeling back the curtain. I'm trying to figure out what I have the bandwidth for. Right now I run a group health coaching program, Foundations of Wellbeing, twice a year. And I love, love, love it. I have taken very few one-on-one health coaching clients and I adore it, but it's just, like I said, it's hard to schedule Mm -hmm. with what you know, our family ebbs and flows where it's like, I can't commit to weekly because Adam might be working 12s that day. And so I've been trying to find, I'll say it's something I want to do more of, but right now at this season of life, I'm just very limited on what I can do. And I typically will work with people that have a flexible schedule like I do so that we can kind of pick our sessions, um, you know, in a way that works for my family's schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that intentionality behind like you're doing what you love, but it's also realistic with what you can do with a little one with the, you know, the setup that you and your partner have. And again, that's something that I really admire about, you know, the work that you're in the the content that you're putting out there. And you know, I'm I'm curious. Like I love the perspective of this intentionality and I think again, you're so good at that. That lends itself to saying, you know, I want to go all in on something like this, but then maybe I can't do something else. Do you feel that? And like, how does that show up for you? Maybe the yeses and the noes. Ooh, that's a good question. I think this is something I've learned. Um, I don't know if you know the Enneagram, but I'm a type seven. I want to do it all. Everything seems fun. (laughs) I have an idea and I'm taking action that day. Um, But with time and especially these last few years, I've just had this like mantra of like, I have time, I have time, I have time. Like Mm -hmm. I can have goals and things I want to do and trips I want to take and businesses I want to start. I don't have to do it all right now. And I think just finding the peace in that, that life is, life is short, but life kind of is long. I have decades in front of me. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I have time to do all these things I want to do. And so just really being clear on what, my yeses and my nos are in this season of life. And that will look different than when I was in grad school. And that will look different than before I had kids. And that will look different than in the future when I have multiple kids. Like it will ebb and flow. Um, But I think just being clear on the type of human I want to be in an all encompassing Mm -hmm. way. Like I love being a mom, but I love having my own business. I love working. Mm -hmm. I love friends. I love traveling. I love, you know, cooking X, Y, Z and making sure that like those core pillars of who I am are being met. And then if there's extra space, like, okay, now I can take action on that quote unquote extra thing. But I think for anyone listening, like distilling kind of those core things that make you thrive for me, it's like my health, (laughs) motherhood and um, my marriage 
and my business. Like those are kind of like the three main pillars of, you know, what encompasses like a, a day that feels fulfilling to me. And then the extra space is like, you know, the <laughs> moments with, you know, friends and trips and date nights and like, you know, an extra business project where it's like, you're not going to have the space to do everything all the time. So distilling what's most important to you most fills your cup and then making peace with the fact that like, you can't do it all. Life is long. Mm -hmm. And like, what extra things can you do in this stage of life? I'm so glad that you included health in there and you said it first, like you need your health in order to do all the other things. Like if you don't have the energy and you don't feel good, I, I, I feel this just like on a visceral level, like it's, you can't even get started. It's so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And for me, like health is a core pillar of who I am. Like it's what I'm passionate mm-hmm. about. It's what I'm trained in. It's what I'm educated on. Sure. But more so than that, it's like a part of me. And like you just said, I can't be the mom I want to be if I am feeling lethargic and brain fog and irritable and mm-hmm. you know not taking care of myself. I can't show up to my business in a way that I want to if, you know, I'm constantly in a fight or flight state and I'm stressed out and I'm XYZ. Like to me, taking care of my health trickles into every other area of my life. Um, and I totally understand that that can be like kind of annoying to hear because health is super easy to put on the back burner where you're like, well, Mm so-and-so needs me. I have to do this. This is my job. I don't have time X, Y, Z. Like it's not always easy to prioritize your health. And it's not for me either. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I really don't want to do this, but I know on the other side of that action of health, I'm going to show up better in the rest of my life. And to me, that is like so motivating. And just this cheesy saying of like, you can have all the money in the world. You can have all these things. You can have success in so many ways. If you don't have your health, like you don't have anything, you know? So it's like, I'm here Mm -hmm. for longevity. I'm here for quality of life. You know, I, to me, when I picture a successful life, being healthy and vibrant and feeling energetic in my body for the long haul is like, to me, one of the first things I picture. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we think about retirement as like, oh, this thing we're working towards. And if you're not healthy, you're, you're never going to be able to enjoy it. It's like starting now. I know that's such a long-term vision because we're still really young, but it starts now. Yeah. I'm so with you. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. Yesterday, actually, like I sent out a Substack post about like viewing your body like a car and it's so cheesy. I saw that. <laughs> like, you know, I had this one health coaching client and he was just a total man's man. And I was just kind of like <laughs> not really reaching him on why it mattered that like his vital signs were show- being worrisome. And finally I'm like, okay, picture if you have one car the rest of your life, you have one car you, if it breaks down, you cannot get another one. Like, this is it. Like, how would you take care of it? And he instantly was like, I get regular oil changes. I put the best fuel in. I'd keep it so clean. X, Y, Z going through all these things. And I'm like, (laughs) that is your body. You get this one body. Like if it breaks down, you can't just get a new one. And so, you know, just viewing that mindset for me even is very helpful. Like this body Mm -hmm. that I'm sitting in right now at age 29 is the same body that I'll have when I'm 60 and sure cell turnover. And, you know, technically it will be the new (laughs) body, but you know, this is my one being. And so for me, that helps me connect with that long-term vision. Cause I think for so many people, like you said, that retirement age can seem so far away, but Mm -hmm. it's like, no, 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 it will be this body 
in three decades. So what I'm doing now will totally have an impact then. And that's super motivating for me. Yeah. Way to resonate with that, with that client. Sometimes it's, especially when we're like in different, totally different humans, it's like, how do you connect to that? I love that, that parallel. Thinking more on the mechanic side, no. Okay. So (laughs) health and wellness, there's so many levers to pull, right? Like there's so many things that we can do. And I, and I, I just like, it's an area that I'm obviously very interested in too. And I feel so much overwhelmed, even as a, as a quote unquote expert in this area. Like, where do we go? What levers do we pull? What you know? What levers do you like? Like, what are the focuses for you under that health and wellness umbrella? Yeah, I think that's a beautiful question. And kind of going back to like, I have time. I have time. Life is long. You know, there was a season of my life pre kids where it's like I could wake up and have the fancy morning routine, but mm-hmm. now it's like okay. On the days where Adam's at work, I'm primary parent, I'm on all day, I'm also trying to get work done. Like, what are the most bang for my buck things? And, you know, in my course, The Foundations of Wellbeing, I walk through like eight key pillars of wellness. But the first three that I focus on are whole food nutrition. So, really focusing on like clean ingredients, nourishing meals where it's not just like, you know, iceberg lettuce with ranch slathered on top. It's like, that's not going to fill you up. That's not going to satisfy you. So teaching people to build meals around like protein, veggies, healthy fat, fiber, like eating to feel full, eating to have like joy and feeling satisfied after a meal. I think that is a key pillar. I think hydration is a key pillar. Mm -hmm. Um, And let's see, I think sleep is a key pillar and exercise. So those are like, you know, the most obvious things. But our world loves to tell us, like, take this one supplement, go to this one, you know, fitness class for an hour each day. And you're like, I don't have time mm-hmm. for this. I can't do everything. So it's like, instead of overcomplicating it and making it feel like it has to be fancy, focusing on the food you eat, having some water, getting good sleep, I think those are going to transform your health if you're consistent. And then the exercise piece. And, you know, I think with exercise in particular, people are like, Well, if I don't have time for like, you know, a four mile run, or if I don't have time for an hour long workout, like what's even the point. And in this motherhood stage of life, you know, Mm -hmm. most of my quote unquote workouts are going on a walk, pushing my son in a stroller and then squeezing in like a 15 minute at home strength workout while he naps. Like that is my quote unquote workout routine. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, and that makes a difference that keeps me healthy. That is helping my bone density and feeling fit and strong. And so I think for, in all those areas, we get so obsessed with being perfect. Like, oh, well, I didn't go to bed at 10 PM. So what's even the point now? And it's like, just do the best you can that day in those key pillars and like your health Mm -hmm. will transform. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's, I'm, I'm laughing a little because I like to get ahead of myself too. And I think a lot of people that like love to learn about health and wellness, like, I mean, give me an infrared sauna, give me NAD therapy. Like we're just like all over the place, you know, but like, you're so right. It's the, it's the basics and it's the the things that are free. It's the things that don't cost anything. And they really don't, they don't take a ton of time. Mm -hmm. And, and they, I mean, they take some energy, right? To take some energy to move and to make real food, but those core tenets just coming back to that. And, you know, when someone has trouble with that, when that's hard to get to those basics, like, what do you what do you think can help? I know you talked about just like whittling it down, but any other tips to like make it accessible? Oh my god, totally. Because 
you know, I say it like it's so easy, like, oh, eat healthy, go to bed. But it's like, that can be hard amidst <laughs> a busy day. I think the one thing I love to have people focus on is food. Like, let food be thy medicine. I think the food we eat is truly one of the most impactful ways to upgrade our health. But it's not always easy to get healthy food on the plate. So, like, an example in my own life, I would love to, like, home cook a lunch every day. I don't have the time for that. So for me, most of my lunches look like a pre-made bag salad kit. Um, I go to the co-op in my town that has an organic option. So I have an organic salad kit. I plop some pre-made rotisserie chicken on it and I plop half an avocado on it. Boom, boom, boom. I have veggies. I have protein. I have healthy fat. That keeps me full and it takes literally three minutes to assemble. And so I think, you know, with and sure, I'm paying probably a dollar extra to like get the pre-made salad kit. This was something I had to wrestle with where I'm like, you know, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from a blue collar family. I'm like, I can do it myself. You know, life is supposed to be take hard work and X, Y, Z. And then it's like, buy the pre-chopped veggies, buy the pre-made salad kit, like get your groceries delivered. You are allowed to make like getting healthy food easy. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, like, sure, it, it also was like, oh, I don't want to pay 10 bucks to have it delivered. And it's like, that is 10 bucks to like save me time, make sure it gets here where otherwise I might not even go grocery shopping that day. And then I'm scrounging the pantry and, you know, making a meal that doesn't fill me. It's like, if that $10 is the difference between me having, you know, a kitchen stocked with healthy food, why wouldn't I do that? So to me, some ways to make like healthy eating easier is buy the pre-chop stuff, buy like an easy lunch that you can assemble without thinking. Um, you know, I think another great way to like improve your eating is to meal prep in a way that doesn't suck. So for me, like the idea (laughs) of spending my entire Sunday meal prepping all these different meals and X, Y, Z, I'm like, I don't want to do that. One thing I will do is I'll meal prep two veggies. So I'll roast two veggies. I just chop them up, throw them in at 425, olive oil, salt, and pepper. So like a sweet potato, a Brussels sprout, whatever. I will batch cook like one protein and one carb, like a quinoa, a noodle, a rice. Those are the pillars then for the rest of the week. It's like, if I want a healthy option, I don't have to make the sweet potatoes. I don't have to make the quinoa. It's like, it's already made. And those are things that are so versatile and can mix and match. So like, that's my version of meal prepping where to me, I'm just not someone that's gonna, you know, pick out all these fancy recipes and eat the same thing every day for four days. It's like, I like having the key pillars of a healthy meal right there in front of me in a grab and go way. Um, so I think that can be a great idea for someone that's like, Oh, I want to eat healthy. I just struggle to like make the food or make it happen. It's like, just take literally one hour. It takes one hour to just meal prep two veggies, a protein and a rice. And the rest of the week you can mix and match those. And if you're having a salad, put a scoop of quinoa on. If you're having a salad, put the roasted sweet potatoes on. Like it, it creates so much more ease into like creating a satisfying meal instead of just like, Oh, I don't have time. I'm going to quick grab a granola bar from the pantry. Like that's not satisfying. That's not joyful. That's not giving your body what it's wants. Um, so that's a way to make kind of like healthy food more grab and go and accessible. I'm literally like, I should just go to Whole Foods after this and go to grab those items. As it's it's true. Like that's the sound of meal prepping all Sunday. I just want to hang out with my kids. I don't want to be like cooking. I'm also a terrible cook. But like – and the other thing too that I feel like is 
a good reminder. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? That like, like you said, buy the meal kit, buy the rotisserie chicken, and we don't need to reinvent the wheel every day. We can eat some of the same things if you like it. Like, eat the same thing a few times a week. It's all good. I know, and that's, that's freeing. That I think people like forget. You know, I was talking about my mm-hmm. group health coaching call, and literally last week. Um, you know, she's a mom, she is homeschooling her kids. She has a busy day. And she's like, I just never know what to make for lunch. And I was like, okay, walk me through like a lunch that you love. And she did. And she's like, I I'm real. I'm like, so are you someone that like, doesn't mind having the same thing day after day? She's like, oh, I'm totally fine with that. And I'm like, so have that every day. And she's like, it's so simple, but she's like, (laughs) in my head, I felt like I had to like make something each day or like make something new or whatever. And she's like, it would be so much easier just to have like one to three go to breakfast, one to three go to lunches. And then dinner, I think, is where people like a little more variety. I do. Um, but for me, most of my breakfasts are like one of three things. It's either like an egg veggie scramble, it's a Greek yogurt bowl, or it's a protein pack smoothie. And then my lunch is either like a makeshift charcuterie with just like, you know, um, oh, fun. Like yeah. and, you know, all these things so easy, or it's that big pre-made salad with rotisserie chicken and an avocado. And it's like, that makes my life easier. It reduces friction. It's like, I know what I'm eating today. And when I'm grocery shopping, it's like, I know what I'm going to have. And those are things that make me feel good. They have great protein. They have good fiber. They're keeping me full. And I don't have to, like you said, reinvent the wheel in order to eat healthy. Okay. So you've kind of given us a, a glimpse into some of the meals, like the, the day-to-day being a little bit all over the place. But like I, like I said, I just like appreciate your realistic viewpoint on what health and wellness and just like those routines look like. Can you walk us through a day in the life for you and just like maybe some of the core tenets, but also like where there's flexibility, real life? <laughs> yeah, totally. So I think I'll focus on what my more normal day is, which is when my husband is at work. And so on these days, like truly my husband has gone from 6.30 AM till 8 PM. So it's like, he, he's not there for any part of it. Um, so it's me and I'm trying to like do this balance of, you know, enjoying time with my son, taking care of him. And then also like, I got work to do. So a day in the life would be miles waking up anywhere from 6 AM to 8 AM. I wish he was a babe that like always woke up at like 7 a.m. or had a little (laughs) more structure, but I never know. And so the days where he sleeps in a bit, I'll like maybe have some time to myself in the morning, sip my coffee, do a little gua sha, dry brush. But most of the time I'm kind of like startled awake when he um, wakes up. (laughs) And that, you know, for a while he was waking up super consistently. So I was just setting my alarm like 20 minutes earlier to get some time for myself. And like, that was magic. So I'm trying to get back to that. But the last month or so, I'm like, I don't know when this boy's waking up. So I just kind of roll with it. Um, But he wakes up, I give him, he's always so happy in the morning. I give him a bottle and then we read a book. He like loves reading while he has the bottle. Um, Then we go out in the living room and Miles is like better independent play in the morning, I think. So I'll set him in this little like playpen kind of thing. Um, he's a wild child. So he, if he's left to his own devices, he is going for the electrical outlet. He's going for the stairs. Like he is so curious. Um, so I put him in this little playpen and then this is when I'll like tidy up from the night before. I wish I was someone that like cleaned the house before I went to bed, but I'm not. So this is when I'll kind of tidy up and get his breakfast ready. And then, um, I give him breakfast. So like this morning, 
I had leftover quinoa with some like leftover pasta sauce for him. And then I made um, like I have eggs made in bulk. I made him eggs. And then I had arugula with some olive oil and balsamic for him. So he ate that for breakfast. And then that is typically the time where we go on our first walk of the day. Um, this was so much easier in summer, but now it's getting cold in Minnesota. So I spend like 10 minutes bundling him up and trying to find that little mitten and, you know, X, Y, Z, it's such an ordeal. But then once I'm outside, I'm like, Oh, this is so worth it for both of us. So (laughs) just getting outside in the fresh air is like huge, I think for me and miles. Um, and then, yeah, we go on a walk, we come back, we play, um, he's down to one nap a day. So kind of like the morning is just like time with him. Um, it's always this push pull in the morning of like, Oh, I like want to check my email inbox. I'm like feeling the drive to like do work, but I'm also trying to like be present with him. And I think that's the hardest part of my day where I feel that like pull of like, Oh my God, I just want to like work on my stuff. Um, probably around like 11 AM is when I start feeling that way. But, um, then we do a lunch with him and then, he goes down for a nap around like 1230. He sleeps anywhere from like an hour and a half to three hours. So like the millisecond he's down, I'm like in my inbox um, writing. And this is where I will try to walk on the treadmill just to get some steps in. I have like a treadmill working desk to sneak some movement in. And then he'll wake up. We kind of do the same old, same old, um, you know, play, eating, bottle. And then we go on an evening walk. I'll feed him dinner. Um, we'll do a little bath. We don't always do the bath, but I, I love it. He loves being in the water. So (laughs) I'll do that, put him down. And then after, um, that is kind of when I'll make dinner. Adam gets home around 8 PM. I would like to eat earlier, but I typically wait to eat with him. And then when we park our butts on the couch, watch some trash TV and I'll typically do some (laughs) like more work during this time. Like I wish, I was in a season of life where I'm like, I am done with work at 5 p.m., but I get a lot done at night. Um, But I just try to like bring, you know, a good attitude towards it where it's like, no, I'm very thankful for a flexible job. And so I'll do some Mm -hmm. grading while the TV's on in the background or write a Substack post or answer emails. Um, And then we typically go to bed around like 10 p.m. I love it. It's there's this really cool book called How She Does It, where I don't know if you read this, where they like go through just it's just women talking about their routines and like how they how they juggle all the things. And I'm I'm just like obsessed with hearing people's routines. How do like where do we fit things in? And I think where it just feels so good to know, like you you mentioning like at eleven o'clock you're wanting to work. And and there's a part of us, I think that feels like, oh man, like I should, I shouldn't get bored here, but like it is kind of boring after a while, like after three or four hours of like looking at a one-year-old, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's real life. Right. And there's, there's seasons of life. Like you said, the other piece that like, also I just, I resonate with, and I think a lot of people do is like, yeah, sometimes we have to get back on our computers after the end of the day. And that allows that freedom and that flexibility. And the world that we live in now, that's, I just think is becoming more of the norm. Mm-hmm. And I would love to do like a huge evening routine. Like that sounds really nice. But if I'm going to squeeze some work in, it's going to be usually at that time. Mm-hmm. And, and then I get to do the things that I want to do too. So mm-hmm. just so fun to hear what your day looks like. No, I love Days in the Life. I want to immediately buy that book. You said it's called it's How good. You Did It. 
I think it's called How She Does It. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed. I read it like years ago when I was thinking about like I literally preparing to have kids. <laughs> like how do people do this? Like how do they have their careers and they have things that they're passion projects and side hustles and and kids? Like how do they? And I think to your point, it's like you kind of piece things together. You get on that walking desk. You, you move your body when you can, but like you know there's going to be a time when they're not going to be around as much and we're going to have – some, you know, some sense of like what we want to do. And so I think continuing to do that now, but also just spending that really quality time. I'm just, it's so, it's so nice and it's so real. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I think like one thing I want to drive home with my day in the life is not like truly not one aspect of my life is like exactly how I'd want on a perfect day. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not working at a coffee shop. I'm not having a ton of time to like hand make all my meals. I'm not, you know, like nothing is my quote unquote perfect morning routine or evening routine, but I do the best I can in all those areas. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if I don't have time for a hour long, beautiful morning routine, that's like my perfect day. I do have time for like a quick five minute meditation and two minutes of gua sha. So it's like, I'd rather be intentional for seven minutes and do two small things than like throw it all out and be like, well, I don't have time for a morning routine today, so I can't do anything. It's like mm-hmm. with even work, say he takes a short nap. Like those days are hard because I'm like, oh, I have like four hours of work at least that I could like, I would love to just be in a flow state for like four hours, but you just slept an hour and a half and that's the best I got, but I showed up for that hour and a half. And so I think like that is what I'm trying to communicate is it's rare to have a quote unquote perfect day. So just do the best you can today Mm -hmm. and make peace with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to circle back to your take a little on, on health and wellness and just like, again, your vast knowledge of this. There's so much, so much out there, right? That we can do. We talked about that before. I also think there's some things that are like a little hyped mm-hmm. and a little bit over the over the top. Like, do you have any opinions on things that you think are just like, meh, we don't really need to worry about that so much? Yeah, I think I have a lot of things I feel that way about. Okay. <laughs> Same. In general, if anything sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Like, yeah. this is where I struggle because I'm just not going to talk in the extremes where it's like, I do think aromatherapy can have some benefits, but I'm not going to be one of those people like, oh my God, essential oils cured my son's eczema. They did X, Y, like where it's like these bold claims, you know, and then people, I think CBD can be a great tool. It helps me sleep. It helps when I have anxious moments, but I'm not going to sit there and say like CBD did X, Y, Z, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. where it's like, I think as consumers of health and wellness info, if you're seeing something where someone's like, I took this one supplement and lost 20 pounds, or I did this one thing and my sleep transformed, those are things I'd be weary of, where in general, I'm much more about the boring basics of like eating whole foods. If you want the ultimate mm-hmm. cheat code, look at your diet. Like if you upgrade the food you eat, so many things follow suit. And that does not mean eating less. That often means adding in more. Like don't think about eating less. Think about adding in more nutrients, adding in more veggies, adding in more protein. Like, you know, that's where I get really passionate is like the exercise, the nutrition and the sleep. Like those are the ultimate cheat codes. There was a quote that said like, I can't think of who said it and I'm bummed, but 
it said like, if you could bottle the benefits of exercise into a pill, it would be the most prescribed pill on the planet. Cause it's like, it helps your (laughs) mental health. It helps your cardiovascular health. It helps so many things, but it's like, instead we turn to these, like the fad of the moment when it's like, in reality, if we just focused on the basics with a little bit more purpose, that is the ultimate quote unquote quick fix in a way, or not even Mm -hmm. quick fix. It's the long-term plan. Um, And so I think, you know, when you're asking what's overhyped, I think many things are overhyped. So finding an attitude where it's like, oh, you know, meditation can help me. It can help me feel grounded. It can help me feel peaceful. But it's not going to be this one thing to quick fix everything. You know, more so viewing health and wellness practices is like a tool in your toolkit. Like not one thing is not going to solve everything. Just nutrition is not going to solve everything. Just exercise is not going to solve everything, but just like viewing the many different habits throughout your day, drinking your water, taking your supplements, doing a meditation, stretching before bed, you know, like limiting blue light. These are all tools. Not one of them is the silver bullet that's going to fix everything, but together they create lasting wellness. I'm laughing a little because I'm thinking about just like the Instagram ads, right? That that were served. The one that that's bubbling up so much right now is that like colostrum. I want to yes. say it's like Emrama. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's everywhere. It works three times better than the flu shot. I'm like, how would that ever be like studied? You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm not saying colostrum doesn't have benefits, but that's the exact type of thing I'm saying to be weary of is like, if a marketing ploy is just all about these bold, bold, bold claims, I personally am weary. It's more, I'm more drawn to people that are like, this can help. It's not going to cure everything. It's not going to solve everything, but it can be a benefit where the, yeah, I totally agree. I'm getting the same targeted ads (laughs) as you. Well, and, and as we know, supplements, they're, they're not regulated, so they can say these things. And so it's kind of the wild west. Like I I work in a integrative medicine clinic and we talk about this all the time. Like Mm -hmm. the supplement, it's an interesting space and we just have to be super wary. And like you said, there's really not a one size fits all, like perfect solution to everything. And if it feels like that, and frankly, I, a lot of people do believe that, Mm -hmm. then it's probably not true. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Totally. And I totally agree with the supplement thing where I think supplements are so powerful and amazing and like can transform people's health, right? When taken Mm -hmm. with purpose, Mm -hmm. with someone that knows what they're talking about, when getting quality ones that are third-party tested and like made with bioavailable ingredients. And it's like, even saying that, it's like, why does everything have to be so complicated? Like, I wish people could just go to the drugstore and get any old vitamin off the shelf. But it's like so many are just crap, not made with what they said they are, artificial fillers where it's like, why is it so hard just to get people good quality things? But that's the world we live in. And so, you know, I think that can be a different layer where it's like, you know, so many health and wellness things do feel inaccessible for so many people. Like there's so many systemic barriers to like – accessing this next tier of health, like even, you know, a quality prenatal. I spend like 50 bucks a month on my prenatal. Same. And because I did have, like, I prioritized my finances there, but I could afford that where it's like so many people can't. And then they're getting the lower quality prenatal that doesn't have bioavailable ingredients. And it's like, of course it's better to take that than not at all. But it just like fires me up that I'm like, oh, I just want 
I wish our society prioritized good quality things at a reasonable price point where it's like, you know, it, it, to me to invest more in a quality item, I'm at a stage in my life where I can do that, especially with my health. Mm -hmm. Like I'm always going to invest in my health, but I know for so many people they can't do that. And so it's like, when I'm talking to, you know, about eating whole foods, it's like, I would never say that to a single mom who lives in a food desert where a gas station is like her only option. Like she has so many systemic barriers to health and wellness. And so I know this is kind of a ramble, but I think about it with supplements all the time where people are like, oh, well, I took that supplement and it didn't do anything. But then they were taking like a $4 crappy version thing. And it's like, no, it's like there's this whole other tier of like supplements that are actually made in a way with bioavailable ingredients in a way that your body can absorb in, you know, a third party tested. They are what they say they are way, but it often comes with a price tag and that just bums me out so much. And, you know, I think that's why I'm really grateful that things like podcasting and things like, you know, having free resources where people can just learn a little bit more about some of these very simple things, Mm -hmm. like that wasn't around 25 years ago where, you know, people now, there are some free resources to learn more, but I'm in total agreement. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a journey and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's hopefully changing, but I don't think it is. We'll Mm -hmm. see. (laughs) I'd love to hear, now that you're a mom- what has changed like in in terms of like holistic wellness in your life like anything that you learned alongside your your little boy yeah i think the first one that pops into my head is just like the magic of nature like the days that miles is getting a ton of outdoors time it's like those are our best days that's when he's happiest mm-hmm. that's when he sleeps the best you know getting that morning sunlight like, getting that circadian rhythm regulated like seeing the impacts of you know, these simple things in him reminds me to prioritize it in my own life where I'm like, oh yeah, I also thrive when I get good nature time and time outside. I also thrive when I eat good food. Like I can catch myself making him the most perfectly balanced plate with like all organic things. And, you know, there's a healthy fat, there's a protein, there's a veggie. And then I'm like, you know, almost not about to put that same effort into myself. So (laughs) for me, I think reminding myself to take care of me in the way that I take care of him um, has been like an interesting mindset shift where I care so much about his health and like daily habits, but it can be easy to just be like, oh, well, I don't have the time for that for me. And it's like, no, you know, I should make the time to do that for me. And again, not in a perfect way, not in a way that like I have to go to the gym for a half hour, but it's like, okay, well, he's independent playing. I'm going to do a 15 minute strength workout in our gym you know, like that to me is just being okay with prioritizing my health and wellness, even if it's not how I used to do it, but still like being consistent and committed to it, um, I think is huge. Um, so yeah, I just think, you know, seeing the effort and the passion that I have into like maintaining his health and his nutrition and his habits, it's like, oh yeah, I deserve the same effort. And so, um, I think that's something helpful to women, especially where we often put so many other people's needs before ourselves. Um, but just like remind yourself to give yourself the love and care you so freely give others, I think is just a mindset shift in general. (laughs) I'm thinking of those memes of like your child's beautiful plate (laughs) that you're like eating the leftovers. I I know. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good reminder. Yeah. 
Love that. Any recipes that you're loving right now, it's just like any of yours or just like any that you're just like, oh my gosh, this yes. is the vibe at the moment. Oh my gosh, I have so many off the top of my head. I'm loving anything in the crock pot. It is fall season, so it's crock pot season. It's just such an easy way to like get a cozy meal, like plop some ingredients in, you know, open up some beans, put some sauce in and like a protein and just press on and see what happens. <laughs> um, so I love crock pot meals. I love a good chili. I always add like extra I get like a grass-fed ground beef and I'll do an extra portion of beef in there just to make it sure it's like protein rich. Um, Adam and I love make your own pizza night. We do that like once a week for a date night in. So I'll just get like a pre-made gluten-free crust and then um, we'll do that with a big side salad. That is like one of our more fun meals. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, a go-to, an absolute go-to is my buffalo chicken casserole. Um, It is the world's easiest recipe, but it gives you like leftovers for two days. And it's just like quinoa, rotisserie chicken, frozen cauliflower in this like beautiful, like somewhat spicy um, sauce and it bakes and it's so cozy. So yeah, I would say those are some of our like go-tos right now. Ooh, I got to find that one and and share it. That sounds super good. Oh my gosh, Kate, this is like, I knew this would be so interesting, but I'm I have so many tangible takeaways just from your brain. Thank you for sharing these. And again, like making them really accessible that we can do right now, like things that make an actual difference. So thank you for for doing all that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think, and I'm glad that came across because, you know, I love, I love a natural remedy. I love, like you said, an infrared <laughs> sauna. I love, you know, the hot yoga and a green juice. Like, you know, I love those aspects of well-being. But I just have tried to help people realize like they don't need those in order to thrive. It's more so about focusing on your daily habits, the most obvious, basic, boring things, the food, the sleep, the hydration, the exercise, like boom, boom, boom. That is your recipe to lasting health. I'm so passionate. I'm knocking over my mind. You get so excited. Um, but, but I think like, you know, I just want to give people room that wherever they're at, like if they're drawn to that next tier of health, like looking into the supplements and doing the integrative modalities and like, you know, that kind of next realm. I'm so passionate about that. I love that. Mm -hmm. But not everyone needs or wants to do that. So focusing on the boring basics is transformative to health. And I've seen it so many times. And that's why I'm just so passionate about like realistic, simple health and wellness, because everyone makes it feel so complicated. For many people, it's not Mm -hmm. realistic. So I'd rather just kind of bring it back home, bring it to the basics, bring it to the foundation and help people realize that like these small things and focusing on the most obvious pillars are what truly move the needle the most. And then when you feel called or have the space or the passion, you can add in the quote unquote extra things. Yeah. Yeah. We needed that reminder. That was, that's very true. Can you tell listeners where they can find you, where they can subscribe to your sub stack, like all the good details? Yes. So um, I hang out on Instagram at kate.escurie. My last name is E-S-K-U-R-I. Um, but the main place I'm showing up these days is Substack. I love it. I show up um, weekly with nourishing recipes, these kind of simple health tips, 
personal essays. And then each Sunday I do like a lifestyle roundup of things like I'm reading, things I'm eating, things I'm, you know, shopping for. It's very fun. So it's like a mix of like concrete health info during the week and then kind of lifestyle content on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And I did create a coupon for your listeners. So I love Yay. a good coupon moment. So if you go to kateskery.substack.com slash pod, P-O-D, um, you can get 20% off any of the subscriptions. So that's kate.esgree.substack.com slash pod. Not a very catchy URL, but it's what I got. Um, <laughs> so I'd love to have you guys join the party. And in general, I'm just honored to have been here. Ashley, this was one of my favorite conversations ever. You asked like oh. unique questions. So just thank you for like creating space to chat today. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. I thank you so much. And I guess final, final question. What are you reading right now? I always love to know what people are reading. So I'm reading um, 101 Essays to Change Your Life. So when you're talking about how motherhood Mm. has like changed, you know, my day-to-day routine, I used to like try to read a chapter of a self-help book in the morning. Now I just get this book because each of the essays are like two pages and I read it while, while Miles eats breakfast. Um, and I'll just flip to a random one. So that's 101 Essays to Change the Way You Think by Brian- Brianna West, I think. And then yeah. um, I'm reading Spirit Babies by Walter. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really resonate with that. I don't know, just those stories. Um, so that's kind of like a fun read. And then I can't remember what the fiction book I'm reading right now is. I'm so bad with titles, but it's like some random one on my Kindle that's like, you know, an enemies to lovers trope. So, <laughs> uh, but I always have like multiple books going at once, but that's what I'm currently reading. I love it. Oh my gosh. Thanks again, Kate. This was so fun. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you, Ashley.